When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Nick Stallone and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by Millie Ryan and Violet Williams, where we discuss the psychological thriller, Don't Worry Darling, directed by Olivia Wilde and starring Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. With Michael being away on holidays, we decided to jump in and record this episode, as the film is currently in cinemas and worth going to see on the big screen. Whilst drinking some Pinot Grigio, we discuss Florence's amazing performance, question Harry Styles' acting skills, and touch on the off-screen controversy surrounding the film. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Open the pod bay doors, now. You shall Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I am nothing! No! Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Get busy, Larry. You'll get busy, Ty. Millie and Violet, welcome back. How are we? Oh, good to be back. Good, good. Now, <laughs> to those listening who may be shocked or upset or confused as to why they're not hearing Michael's voice right now, as we know, <laughs> he's on a well-deserved holiday and he'll be back soon. So don't worry. I'm filling in for him in the meantime. So, And doing a bloody good job at it as well. Well, it hasn't started yet. So. <laughs> but Go, Nick. You've got this. Today we'll be talking about Don't Worry, Darling. Very excited. This is going to be a great episode. You guys have already done the Cinemates Gauntlet, so we don't have to do that. But just a quick check-in. What's everyone watching at the moment? Hod. House of Dragons? <laughs> Hod. <laughs> Hod. Is it As good? they say, I I, I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard really really oh, good things. Oh mate, you've got I'm to a watch Rings it. of Power guy. So good. Oh, I haven't seen that, mm. but I think you'd like Hod. I think everyone in the world would like Hod. I'm a Hod advocate. You're a Hod girl. Watch Hod. Okay. I'm completely different. I'm watching uh, the Kardashian season two. Me too. <laughs> I am also watching the new season Grey's Anatomy. Just come out. New season. What what season are we up to? I think we're up to eighteen. Are you serious? It's still going. And then Saturday night, I watched a great movie I'd never seen before, which was Bombshell. It's oh like yeah, yeah, with uh, Margot. Margot Nicole Kidman. Good film. <clears throat> it was incredible. Great, cool. Uh, I've just finished watching The Bear. Oh. Such a good show. Have you seen it? I've I've heard about it. I haven't seen it. Michael and I talked about this last time I was yeah. on the pod and. Oh. Well, he's I the reason was I watched raving it. Yeah. about it. Oh, 
It's that one good. take. Yeah, it's really? so good. It's oh, it's wow. incredible. incredible. What's yeah. that war movie that does the se- the similar thing? Nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen. Yeah. yeah, that's not a Harry Styles movie. <laughs> no, I think you're thinking of uh, uh, Dirk Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Also, with 1917, was it two shots for the whole film? Two shots. Like one, the first shot ends yeah. after an explosion. They make it, but it was secretly it, more, wasn't it? They no. Like yeah, no, they, they, make it, they make it look like it's just one. But really? it's actually just, yeah, yeah. It's all just like… like they have to sleep and camera eat. Camera tricks. Yeah, yeah they have to <laughs> like, <laughs> feed themselves and… Yeah, makeup and shit. And survive. Okay. Let's get into Don't Worry Darling. We so, digress. To the listeners who haven't seen it, what would you rate it? out of five stars and what was your one word you gave it? I gave it a three out of five, 3.5 out of five. Mm -hmm. And my one word for it is style. Pardon the pun. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) I gave it like a 3.9. Okay. Randomly. A little bit against the rules, but that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) And I chose the word glossy. Whoa, now we're talking. Glossy. Well, I gave the word surprising Mm. and I gave it a three and a half. The reason it's surprising, which, I mean, let's get straight into it. I had low expectations going into this film, mainly because of the internet just blowing it up because obviously it was in the news a bit. There was a bit of controversy and the internet was blowing up going, oh, it's a terrible film, blah, blah, blah. I was reading nothing but bad reviews about it. So I was going in with low expectations and I ended up really enjoying the film. Mm, I agree. I loved the movie from the outset. Yeah. I went into it not with low expectations of the movie but more like I didn't want to be that person who was like, oh, my God, I loved it, knowing Mm. that it was A, getting kind of trashed Mm. and B, knowing that it had such like a terrible stigma around all the drama. But I, the reason I gave it the word glossy was because I just thought that the whole thing, like a bit of a pun as well, Mill, but like all the glossy magazines were picking it up Mm. and the film from the outset, like from the trailer, from the costume, from the music, from the fact that Harry Styles was like bloody cast in it, like it just seemed all like a bit of a gimmick and I didn't Mm. know what substance it would have. Yeah. But walked away loving... Literally love loving everything about the movie except for the plot itself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. It's funny though because a lot of people I think would have walked into this thinking that it was going to be better than it was. I'm not saying I did but I, yeah. I think for issues that we will discuss such as the pacing and the unfolding of the twist, I think hmm. a lot of people might have expected better. Especially when people who maybe aren't as critical are walking into this thinking, oh my God, it's Florence Pugh, the girl mm. from… You know, Little Woman, it's it's Harry Styles, my mm. favourite boy band yeah. artist. So they're like ultra excited. Can I challenge you though? You use the word better. I argue the word, I thought it was going to be bigger. I thought it was going to be bigger. more groundbreaking. Mm. Totally. I more agree. substantial. Because like Olivia way, Wilde's first film is fantastic. The way Book Olivia Smart. Wilde hyped it up, yeah. full stop. She was yeah. going on, you know, every media outlet, going on every late night talk show. Mm. Claiming it was going to be like the biggest thing since sliced bread. It was going to be this huge <laughs> undertaking. Like they were going to be ch- um, discussing so many of these like highbrow topics yeah. and like it was just going to be this like revolutionary like cinematic masterpiece. And it, I don't think See, it was. It, it wasn't, but yeah. Yeah, I still enjoyed it a lot. I Very still had a, a great cinema experience. 
it was interesting, like you said, the whole like hype, Harry Styles and stuff. I thought I was the only bloke in the audience. There, I feel like a lot of girls. Oh just yeah, came we to also saw the yeah. movie. The the three of us saw it all together. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, I was the only male there. I think. Like, yeah, all of oh, these 100%. girls. Like, so fair. He is bloody handsome in this oh film. Oh my god, he is stunning. I thought we, Christopher we Pine though. He oh, was he's, so, I mean, he's smoldering. Else. Yeah, he's yeah. a piece. No, he is stunning. But I think we should just. Um, very briefly, mm-hmm. just sort of summate what went off stage. We're not here to talk about it, no. but just very briefly. Yeah, give some this, context to the this audience. This film really gave us the blueprint of what not to do yeah. in offstage drama. It was yeah. like a group project where no one wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes. it left the audience, all of us, dissecting their Instagram posts and every little tiny gesture and action they did like a crime scene, like truly. Mm-hmm. Um, so… If we were to summarize like three things that really summarizes offstage drama of what not to do in leading up to a film. First of all, have a romance between the director and the leading actor. Not He's good. also the biggest boy band star. Not saying don't do it, but it's going to lead to mass pop culture following and commenting. Yeah. But then can I argue, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Like surely that's like, you know, any publicity is good publicity. Or- I, Correct, I wondered that too. Mm. Part but of me in was tandem wondering- with everything, I think that it's it might have eventuated to be problematic. I think okay. it went too far after the divorce papers got served. <laughs> so, <and> the- <laughs> <laughs> so yes, divorce. No, it was custody papers were like subpoenaed. Yeah, 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 yeah. That to was grim. Olivia Wilde yeah. at a big paparazzi event. Yeah, that was. I felt kind of bad for her. And then Chris Pine and Harry Styles had yeah. a bit of a debacle. Yeah. Harry Styles spitting on him. The spitting. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> but yeah. So a lot went down. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. No. Can but I we also, can I say number three, Olivia Wilde, don't go and tell everyone that the movie is about things that it's not and basically give okay. away half the plot before it even begins. Okay, interesting. We're going to get into that. We will get into that and we I have a lot to say that. on that. Sure. I, I thought it was cool. I, I saw something. I mean, you might have seen this when she was talking about the film. She said that she was inspired by The Truman Show and Inception yeah. when making it. And Inception. Did Inception, she? yeah. I, I saw Stepford Wives. Yeah. What's that? Stepford Wives. Yeah. It's like a, a movie that um, plays to like this. Housewife. Yeah, like the housewife and the fact that, like, everyone is, like, a servant. Every woman yeah. is, like, a servant to their husband. Yep. They go to work. Mm-hmm. They stay at home and do the housework and mm-hmm. progress and insanity pursues. Like, yeah. it's – yeah, I think it's a, a bit of a tale as old as I, I Absolutely. I would say that it's a mixture in my personal analysis of Stepford Wives, The Matrix, and The Truman Show. That's great. That's a great and it point. And ju- it just wears its inspiration on its sleeves of all of them. Mm-hmm. doesn't quite nail it in terms of its analysis of the implications of these themes. No. But it, it's inspired by these films and it's, you can see that. It's certainly a very pretty film as well. Like I thought the 1950s oh, aesthetic, like Southern California sort of desert Slim vibes. Aaron's, oh, everything was Slim incredible. Aaron's, so stunning. I thought the set design was 10 incredible. out of 10, 10 honestly. Out of 10. You can't. I, it felt like a dream, like all the cars. It's funny you said it felt like a dream because I felt like the whole thing felt like an extended episode of Black Mirror. Completely like, agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was just wait, like I, I was just waiting. Like you know how sometimes when you watch Black Mirror, how you can skip a, like yeah. lets you choose your own adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, 
waiting for something like that to happen. Yeah. To me, I was like, oh, it doesn't feel like a movie as so much. It feels like a really good Netflix yeah. TV series. Yeah. No, I would agree. But I, and I, again, we'll, we'll get there, but that's the problem with the pacing. But <laughs> to the point of the, the cinematography and the style being insane, mm. I think that's probably my favorite part of the film. Yeah. I think that yeah. it is. It effectively nails the whole utopia from a man's perspective. Mm. And that's, you know, living the whole suburban setting. It's the sort of 50s Americana in mm. my, the way I see it as that sells the American dream. Yeah. It's like the perfectly manicured lawns, the yeah. pastel-colored cul-de-sac. You know your neighbors. Mm. You drive around in a fancy wagon. Mm. Um, you come home to a doting wife who's cooked you a three-course meal and yeah. wants to bang you. I was going to say, I thought, <laughs> I thought some of the Must best be nice. shots. Must be nice. <laughs> The best shots that's like summarized the American dream were the close-ups of her making breakfast. Oh, the food! Yeah, I the love food close-ups. Yeah, were I thought incredible. that the meat every time she like Seasoning rubbed the meat, the meat yeah, yeah, yeah. cracked an egg, rubbed fried the bacon. It had this really like, you know, domestic. Yeah, film. like mm. dreamy kind of euphoric. It, it feels weird talking about like making breakfast in such a way, but it. It was sexy, like watching yeah. Florence Pugh making breakfast. I agree. It was, made you salivate, like, yeah. oh, this life is like so amazing. Because it enliven it enlivened your senses, mm. and it's domestic, it's relatable, and it's so strange that we're talking about cracking eggs and mm. sizzling bacon on the fry pan and pouring coffee in this way. But it was, I agree, seductive and enlivened your senses. Definitely. And it was something I'd Tangible never, as well. I'd never seen that, like no. other. Other than a movie, like about cooking, I mm. love that the close-ups of the food. I just Definitely. thought they were excellent. I and remember they... writing that in my notes mm. yeah. for sure. I remember just being like, oh, hang on, let's put that down. Food Sexy looks nice. egg whisking. <laughs> and they were good transition shots. Yes. Um, and I think that they were better than the other transition shots. Like we'll get into it. We but will get into that. We, we will, will get, get into that. that. Um, something we definitely need to touch on as well, which I'm, I don't think I've discussed. I think we discussed it when we left the theatre, but – Obviously, Florence Pugh nails it as per usual. Mm. Bit of an asterisk with Harry Styles in terms of acting. See. What did we think? Subjective. I completely adored Florence Pugh's performance. Of course. I love her. I don't think – I mean, you read the, like, really critical of, like, film reviews and yeah. there are moments where I think people criticise her. But Harry Styles obviously walked into a tough role. Uh, so tough. After – someone had walked out on the role before him. Yeah. But I think, and it's important. He was a to, big actor. A big well. actor. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's mean. important <laughs> to give some context for anyone who hadn't seen it, but essentially Harry Styles is playing the role of like, in my opinion, a very like gutless weasel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially. Spineless. Spineless, gutless weasel who's obsessed with like his own pleasure and his own success. Mm-hmm. Mm, success might be the wrong word there, but like obsessed with like living this Power. fantasy life. Yeah. And I thought that the fact that Harry Styles was at times like a little bit unconvincing, a little bit I- impostery, like it actually sold it to me. When, That's yeah. a great take. Because you're like, why would a man who is assertive, confident and amazing, like let's say they'd put in an incredible actor, why would that assertive, confident man do such a bizarre ha- yeah, thing? Have- Florence in this situation. Whereas it made sense in the end that he was a bit meek. Yeah. He was a bit meek. He was a weasel. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> he was. was so meek. He was so meek. <laughs> so, like, Great word. so unconvincing at times. Totally. And 
one of my um, good friends sent me sent me a funny message, but she was like, obviously he was so terrible that he couldn't do like a American accent, which it was I bizarre disagree. that he was. I disagree. No, I I, his American accent was fine. No, he, he wasn't, wasn't American. He chose to. He, he wasn't. No, in the he end, was in, in the, the flash. In the real life. Yeah, Sorry. Real, yes. But in the real, um, in the victory world he was english and they just made a random throwaway comment like oh he chose to be english it's like oh, oh yeah really? so he couldn't like yeah. sustain the american accent for yeah. the whole film yeah so they made him yeah yeah but it, it kind of worked with the script and if he had fucked up an american accent i would have been so upset and i think yeah, yeah i know everyone would have, would have been it. such a shame but there's obviously there, there's the other argument where like obviously he's one of the most talented people alive but he's also up against Florence Pugh, yeah. who's one of the best actors working today. Mm. And so to be like literally right next to her would have been so tough. He's never been in a lead role before. No. He's done supporting. He did very well in Dunkirk. Yeah. But supporting. Supporting. Secondary. Exactly. He didn't really talk much. I thought like I agree. 80% of the time he was speaking, they were normally the camera was normally on Florence anyway. Yeah, like we, wrote- well, we we just sort of discussed that in the film, the prospect of maybe he had more but they cut him out because he Definitely. couldn't sell Possibly. the scene. Yeah. But I, I agree with what you said, Violet, that I think that he services the role in the sense that he's just a human being. Mm. He doesn't do overwhelmingly a lot. Mm. But as the, as the film continues and the twist is revealed, it's rather entertaining, the mm. fact that his character is you know, the scruffy, emasculine, disenfranchised recluse, really. Mm. It's entertaining because it undercuts him being Harry Styles mm. in yeah. real life. And it it really makes his character and make sense for being that spineless, meek Exactly. Individual. It's believable at the end that someone like him, I, I actually thought all of the husbands other than Chris Pine were similarly cast. Yeah. Where maybe this was just my weird reading of it, but like none of them were like overly attractive. None of them were like particularly out there, funny mm. or memorable. Yeah. You can and sort it, of tell that something's up. Yeah, and it all kind of made sense. Silly. Exactly. Yeah. In Sally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was all like, oh, why? Okay, these but are all like meek yeah. little freaks meek. who've choice who've chosen, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> to like enter this like who've been indoctrinated yeah. by this like internet culture. And I, they do a good job at keeping you along for the ride because yeah. you, you don't suspect that to be the plot. And I agree as well. Like he if if I was to think of who Harry Styles, sorry, Jack, hmm. is that his name? <laughs> yeah, Jack, it's Jack, yeah. it's Jack yeah. who he would be in real life. He's the kind of person who would have been watching Alex Jones's show oh, and believing absolutely. that Sandy Hook was a was yeah. a done job. Absolutely, because that's the whole thing. Like she, when yeah, has the flashback to real life. She's walking into her apartment and he's listening to the Victory Project like podcast. Yeah, and like the Chris Pine's character Frank. Let's say Frank is Alex Jones. Frank is Alex Jones, right? He's a much more handsome version of Alex Jones and he's… He owes a billion dollars to the victims. Yeah. But let's dive into some scenes and just on the way that the characters are, I want to touch on this scene because I thought it was kind of comical but then I saw this take on this scene and it's the scene where, like you said, like Harry, you know, Jack goes to work and then comes home and his wife just like you know, leaps on him and, like, she's made him dinner but then obviously Harry swipes it off and goes for another meal Mm. on the table. But I was just kind of like, oh, it's a bit like, you know, like they're just putting in a sex scene in there. But Mm. if you notice, he never – they never have 
actual sex with each other. Yeah. He's always pleasuring her. Yeah. So there's that like was... two separate things. And I saw some take, which I didn't think of when I watched it, but I saw some take being like he's just pleasuring her because part of him still feels really bad yeah. that he's put her in this. And he – because he's like he was her girlfriend. He, he Like in real life he wasn't just like – she wasn't just a girl he kidnapped off the street. Like he yeah. still obviously loves her but he's trapped her and he feels bad so he's just trying to – pleasure her and maybe like he doesn't want to have to like like I don't want to be gratuitous but like doesn't want to have to like clean himself up in real life in real life yeah I've read that take somewhere as well Wild was very specific that Mm. she only wanted to depict like the female orgasm Mm. and I have so many issues with that (laughs) explain go well why I'm curious well Number one being, I think it's not like a realistic portrayal of sex. I think it's just a bizarre choice. It's not particularly progressive, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But also, what go like the female orgasm? Only choosing to show one above the other. I think. It's, I think it's. I think it actually. I would disagree. I think it's subtly very progressive. But not with the context when you find out that True. she is in a simulation, being that against her will. Yeah. And so how is it progressive knowing that, like, she's not, I don't know, is consenting the correct word? I don't know. I just found it so bizarre. Once you know the twist, up until the twist, you're like, wow, this is amazing. This is so hot. Like, he, <laughs> yeah, it's Harry Styles. Yeah, going like to Harry Styles is, this is great. on the table yeah. in the boss's wardrobe. Oh, like, and then Frank watches them. Yeah, yeah this is incredible. Was, do, do you think um, Alice knew that he was watching in that moment? I'm yeah. I'm dying to know what you guys thought. No, sure. um, yeah, she, no, she knew because she saw him. No, she saw yeah, him. Yeah, she saw him. But then, but she do anything? That was also that was bizarre. I, that's one thing I didn't really get. I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> stop now. What, what's happening? <laughs> I just find like the whole sex thing super bizarre. <laughs> And it like, and I don't know what the sex thing was trying to prove. I don't know if it was just to like sell the movie and to make us excited because we were going to be seeing like yeah. two hot people at, go at it, go at it, yeah. or whether it was to prove a point, whether it was mm. for her pleasure or for his pleasure. Because by the end of it, when you understand that she's literally laying there and the whole thing is a simulation, like mm. it's. I mean, there was that like point I raised before, but I didn't really pick that up myself i was i like you was like pretty confused about the whole yeah sex thing because i thought it happened a lot and i thought they're very like sort of sucking each other's face at at the first half of the movie like and it's not like when you find out the twist you're not retrospectively thinking oh it makes sense why he like only (laughs) pleasured her Mm. you're looking at all the other plot holes and filling them in for yourself it's Mm. everything else that contributes to the plot so i think it's one of those subtleties that contributes to the the like idyllic utopia that we're led along for the whole way where as the we as the audience we're not necessarily looking at this and thinking this is miserable Mm. it actually looks pretty yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Pretty, pretty dope. <laughs> good. Fucking do anything to be in there. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, but interesting take though. Another scene which I didn't get, which I'd really love your guys' take on this, is the whole bit or the whole hallucination with the red plane and the mm. meaning of the red plane. Yeah. I I had a sort of take, but it I don't really have any like footing to it. I 
by red plane. Like you know how when there's... she was on the trolley and saw the yeah, plane crash. There's the plane crash and then it, it talks about um, her friend... Who is a friend who went crazy? Margaret. Yeah. Margaret. Okay. And yeah. she, she like, it talks about she saw that same red plane and she went out yeah. with her son to the desert and then took her son sure. away. Blah, blah, blah. So I I thought initially, I've seen this film twice now. The okay. first time I thought that was an error. I was like, they didn't <laughs> fill that gap in. <laughs> that red plane, what the heck was the point? Yeah. Um, and then I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that this film does make you have to think about it, I will mm. say. I do like that. And in thinking about it, I've come to a lot of sort of resolution with how I felt about it. But with the plane, I'm thinking that that is contrib- that is the result of her being so deep in a lucid dream. Okay. It contributes to her. She, you know, she's in the hypnosis with the ballet mm-hmm. dancers and she's lying there. And I, I imagine that she's already seen the red plane in when she saw Margaret standing at the top of that hill doing something meditative of like mm-hmm. holding the plane to her chest mm-hmm. and I think that's her brain wigging it yeah. and that works in tandem with the other glitches you may call it yeah. around the VR simulation like and, the glass yeah. closing mm-hmm. in on her the, the empty eggs. egg yeah. Margaret's head bashing in I think that's literally her brain being distorted her brain's trying to bridge the gap of what's real what's not and or potentially it could be a glitch in the VR we don't know but I like that sort of glitch speculative element I think it's on the cover even of of one yeah. of the covers. You could, like the red plane, so it's obviously significant. I think it has something want to, to do with – um, so Kiki Lane, the actress who played Margaret, mm-hmm. is very open about the fact that all of her scenes were essentially cut. Ooh. Like there was oh, a huge – Oh, yeah, I saw that. There was so much filmed. Um, and so I, I think that they probably went a lot deeper into like the, the death of her son or whatever actually happened, her yep. venturing out. Oh, and then I think they 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 obviously dialed it back. But I just thought that was the most interesting part of the movie and that is where we never got to it, see more. It would have been that necessary step. It could have been that, to solve the pacing. Yeah. The, <laughs> all Seriously. Of the, oh like, con- like the dystopia side of it, like the, you know, extreme control, mm-hmm. that we never saw and we also didn't see enough of her in the real world and how the simulation worked. That was one of my gripes is like, we didn't see too no, much real world. Course. Did her yeah. parents think she was dead? Like mm. how long did had this gone on for? Where are the other women? Yeah, like, you know, was she in a nappy? Like how was <laughs> yeah, she yeah. tube fed? Like I was like, I think, that would be yeah. interesting to know. Definitely. That's what Black Mirror does so well that mm. I think wasn't done here. Yeah. At the expense of I reckon 40 minutes in total of like, Florence and Harry making out. Or like b- bird's eye shots of ballerinas dancing. That yeah, dragged that, on see, I didn't so like that. Much. See, that's the thing. These clues that retrospectively we get were like, oh, those dancers, that's part of the hypnosis because we sort of see that at the end. Mm. And yeah. you, there's lots of little things. They really that make, flogged make it though. I it's really two, We understood it. Like we saw yeah, it two, three, it. four times. And these motives, because they are repeated so many times, they their impact is totally eroded. Do you know what that reminds me of? Stuff like that, like the – like the dream sequences, if you call it, or like that stuff. It sort of reminded me like it was a really high budget, like student 
short film yeah. project. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like a, a, a guy who's never made a film before making film for the first time going, yeah. how can I make something really dreamy and trippy? I know. I'll do all these ballerinas yeah, and stuff this, and repeat it eight times throughout the it movie. Was, I was actually, and I don't like to be this critical, it was boring. Yeah. Was this boring. is an yeah. excerpt yeah. from the Guardian review and it just says, Go. Wilde demonstrates a knack for conveying the destabilised brain. Alice's flashbacks, memory jolts and hallucinations, often involving busby, burlesque-esque dance sequences, are visually compelling even in service of complete obviousness. It's like mm. by the sixth yeah. or seventh time, yeah. we all knew what was yeah, meant to be we happening. Got it. We got it. But it just didn't service the plot at the expense of totally. cutting the information and like the yeah. scenes that we were desperate to see. I was desperate to see more Harry Styles in the real world, mm. progressive, totally. progressing into insanity. It's and like it never happened. The sunny optimism of victory and then the terrors of these visions back and forth four times. Mm. We're bored. It's like, yeah, I, and you say, oh, we get it. Size routine. Definitely. Um, one scene that I did really enjoy, sort of, you know, throughout the first half, you slowly get the sense that things are off like there's little things there's um like the eggs that was probably the i think that was probably the first one i remember when i first i mean obviously from the trailer you know that something's gonna go wrong but when i first sort of realized something was wrong it's like the the way that the men all leave together and they they the guy um nick kroll's character gives harry styles like the salute yeah yeah. and you kind of go like they're obviously sort of in cahoots with something like there's something mm. sort of going wrong. Sickos. Um, sickos, yeah. <laughs> um, but the where obviously there's the turning point where she sees the plane crash and she walks out to the desert and she finds the victory headquarters because that's like mm. the main rule, right? Don't no women or are allowed near the victory headquarters. Yeah. And she goes there. And I thought that was a very cool scene. It was a cool scene, I would agree. Good turning point. Good turning and point. And in fact, she wakes up. And you kind of go, well, what the fuck? And like- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Totally. Does Harry does does Jack know what's going on? And it, it's uh, at that point that we're still there for the ride. We're anticipating mm. we're gonna be given a little clue here or there so we're excited Mm. and I think that scene it built the score in that moment is really strong Mm -hmm. um it's John Powell who's also done some great films like um How to Train a Dragon Jason Bourne How to Train a Dragon great film hey whoa whoa I could talk about that film for days in fact that's the next episode (laughs) we're doing on this podcast um and I think that um in that scene he's done the score really well it's when I was sort of walking up there it's sort of sci-fi you feel like it could be an episode of Stranger Things. You're thinking mm. something really sinister is at play, something mm. maybe otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Your mind is exploring, are they doing, you know, warlike behavior? Are there weapons? Is mm. it sci-fi? What, what's going to be up here? And then we get nothing and then it's… Yeah, I up. truly <laughs> thought it was like weaponry. I think yeah. obviously the plane makes us think as well. Maybe they're like testing atomic weapons. That's where my mind went. And the like rumbling? What they were doing. The rumbling towards the stars? Yeah. Never like that the- ex- very well explained. I was think, it? oh, some, I did read something that the, was rumbling the rumbling was meant to be because they their apartment was near a subway station and oh, so okay. the rumbling was. But that's, yeah, it's not really repeated that much. Is yeah. It? It's like happens once this or twice. Just, I mean, all of the glitches, when times. you think about it, it kind of checks out. It's virtual reality that she's wigging it. She's yeah. asleep. Like if you thought of it, if you just wanted to resolve and say, okay, that's it, yeah. that you could be enough, but it's not quite. But Nick, perfect. I agree with you with the scene that you brought up when she's running up that spiral mm. and she's almost like in some kind of mirage mm. like you do mm. question whether it's a mirage and then yeah. all of a sudden it cuts to her back in her home harry's like pathetically trying to put dinner yeah. on the table he sucks like he, he's like mashing he, potatoes is that meant to be him trying to be cute or is he genuinely bottle. trying to make dinner i think it was just like sucks. a sad attempt at that's like, like being how a, a toddler of, tries to make it was food. pretty pathetic relief, yeah. yeah i was like make some toast make anything yeah, bro, like sure Fry you know bacon. that really that's not, not how you do mashed potatoes like <laughs> that was fuck, mate? Yeah. i was picturing it when i saw that i was like this is like they were on set and they were yeah. thought this would be really yeah. funny like olivia wilde olivia wilde's just gotten out of the trailer with him like they just had like a nice little cuddle session and be like We've just got the gym. best idea, guys. <laughs> Harry's going to pretend to make food. It's going to be so it funny. Was, that was a sporadic decision, I'm almost sure. About. But yeah. I and I like, like it. I the, do like it. <laughs> what I did like about that scene, and there were a few others like sprinkled within the movie, that there were a few moments where the men looked hopeless and the women looked really competent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in that scene, I think it's obviously meant to be like a cover-up for she's been brought back by those men in the well, random been, red jumpsuits. She's probably been woken up. Who and look like, like the guys from Squid Games. And like, yeah. yeah, they do. <laughs> Little Slash Handmaid's Tale vibes. Yeah. Like there was, I don't think they were real. I reckon they were VR. Yeah, just like uh, NPCs, NPCs, as you'd call them. Um, but <laughs> yeah, well, just just before, you said something interesting, Millie, about Stranger Things. Yeah. Because the that scene, which I think we should dive into now, the scene where it's sort of the final realization that she's in the virtual reality because Harry is humming a song, mm. Mm. which he wrote in five minutes. Yeah, what? 
Harry wrote that song in five minutes. Oh, he did. I didn't. Re- I did. I thought that was just a song that was. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that's his song. That's pretty cool. cool I think f- so. Cool little fact. Fact check me on that. So no, I don't right. know how convincing I thought that was. But, but let I, me let me just let they me had finish. That moment in Stranger they Things. They had that moment. Yeah. In, that was a bit of a tie in with Stranger Things. I remember yeah. thinking I was like, that's a sort of an interesting way to use music and sound. But like Stranger Things did it better, in my opinion. Yeah, because she like rose. Yeah, she. Yeah. <laughs> she levitated. <laughs> she levitated up in the air. Um. So you, I was going to say I really liked the reveal, but you you, you weren't convinced. No, I, I, I mean, I was, I'm not – I'm sort of somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see it, but I also – I'm not entirely convinced because then it, it would be okay if it was met with a lot of other great moments in the reveal, but there were a lot of moments that I were – I was just unsure. First of all, it's like Olivia finding out means all the women in the town had some sort of mass consciousness raising where they all were slightly off and shruggish towards their partners. And then mm. Shelly, like, mm. killed Frank, which well, is totally unearned. There's a lot of incels Bizarre. out there. You gotta... And then I also thought that the music, although I just complimented the score, mm-hmm. I actually am not sure that I think that the score… It didn't jump out to me. It didn't No, me. I agree. But I don't think that it also… The, the, the plot actually lived up to the score. Okay, I, interesting. I, yeah, I think that you the… You thought the, pl- the score was what, like too intense? It was and, very thriller, yeah. intense, and it did a good job at re- sustaining that energy, they, keeping your suspense, keeping your engagement, keeping yeah. the thriller horror aspect, which was literally missing. Yeah. But <laughs> by the end, I, I just thought this reveal, we took way too long you to get here. Match. And it's very like… <gasps> yeah, it, it is. It reminded me of Midsummer. It, it did. <laughs> so with that… With the reveal, though, although it did take long and like you guys said, it should have been earlier on and then we should have gotten more real world stuff. I don't think it needed to be revealed earlier on, but I think that there just could have been more like there could have just been more elaboration into like Margaret's character or like her um, Alice's life as a doctor Mm -hmm. and just like some more. Or Frank's Frank's wife. Frank. Shelly. Shelly, who obviously like… Is taking over the victory project like she's just stabbed Frank. Yeah, it was like. But then you get nothing. That's the it. whole ending to me. The that realization scene was like, oh, are we just being set up here for like a, a second movie? Like it was just yeah. so yeah. like, yeah. oh, we're keeping it open. Sequel. Here's a cliffhanger, but we've also no, tied it up. <laughs> it's like I, yeah, we've I, tied yeah. it up enough that there doesn't have to be a sequel, but it's open enough that there could think? be. It yeah. was so bizarre. No, I totally agree, and I thought it was maybe a bit lazy. I don't know if lazy is the word. I just mm. think it was conf- – I think the movie was confused at the expense of, like, visuals and – Harry Styles. And, yeah, and, like, m- musical numbers. Like, Harry Styles yeah. tap danced for, like, a good oh, four and a half mate, minutes. that Can was we- crook. We should talk about that scene, actually. <laughs> that was so- what was the point of that scene? I think- that was so I did like <laughs> it. They, but- they, they showed it way too many times. I think I the, couldn't take the point was, like, oh – you're all puppets of mine, like yeah. Chris Pine's being like, dance, monkey, dance. But <laughs> I did like that though. I think it, uh, yes, puppets, but and it was like reminiscent of Nazi behavior, the yeah. chanting, mm. super cult like. Yeah, but a scene, I think the scene had unfulfilled model. potential. I think they could have done something real sinister with it, my, had some real culty moment, and they yeah. didn't take advantage of it. My That's favorite true. scene was the um, dinner party that Me too. Oh, was she confronting Jack host? Yeah. Great scene. I just thought Florence was incredible. Mm. I completely agree. And the, cool, the cool thing about that scene, though, is that how it's Chris and Florence oh, going at nuts. the heads of the table. Two, yeah. the, Two uh, definitely the best actors. Shots. I've oh, got yeah, the goosies like thinking about how good that was. Yeah. 
And Florence is starting to be like, oh, you met on a train. You yeah. went, you, the last beach you went to was mm. New Jersey. And I think at that point, I just want to shake Violet. Well, one yeah. of the other women <laughs> at the table, not sure about the other one, but her name. But I just wanted to shake them and be like, why Wake is up. no one believing her? Yeah. Like what she's saying. There's just so gaslit. Well, that I think that's that the cool thing. He he does gaslight them at the table to then like sort of s- cement the fact that like she's crazy in like, inverted I'm commas. Not, I don't feel trapped, Violet. Do you feel yeah. trapped? As mm. he turns to check on her. Reaction. So he obviously like because you know he he approaches her in the kitchen and sort of does a big reveal to her, being like, "I know you're on to me. Like mm. come and, I, and get me." And then yeah. he he twists that around at the dinner and like makes everyone at the table be like, oh, she's crazy. And that's I, – I really love that scene in the kitchen when Alice is cooking and Frank is behind her mm. because it's – I think it's sort of the first very clear moment that we see Frank really treat Alice like a prop. He's teasing her. He's provoking her. He want, He's trying to test how far she can challenge the limits of this – Virtual reality, he's very but confident. he he's knows that she hand. won't because he yeah. truly thinks that she's just a little prop. It's also seductive, which mm. was cool. It's very like telling of how he feels about women. And then we move to the dinner table where Alice is for the first time challenging what she's saying. She she, she feels scorched. She's feeling the gaslight. Yeah, absolutely. And Frank is again testing. Could her. that maybe have something to do with like like he said like seduction or what word did you use seductive yeah seductive could that maybe then have some tie-in when he's watching her yeah get yeah 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 touched by harry Styles. same with at the dance party he's watching her like Mm. a hawk and that's Mm. all that's part of his thing he's sort of assessing these women yeah it's his chance to see them if we had seen him on the outside world Mm. it just would have been so much more rewarding to Mm. me i just could not understand what the purpose of this world was like was it for female pleasure, was it for male pleasure? Was male it pleasure. Yeah, male pleasure? Male, definitely male. Male American dream fifties where yeah. women are complicit and happy. But then, like, for, but yeah. then it still meant that they all had to leave and and work in the real world. So it's because because they have to pay for it. So it's for people like Jack who in the real life are struggling. He didn't have a job. He would stay home and watch conspiracy theory podcasts all day mm. while his wife or girlfriend went to work, mm. and he. I think part of it was, I mean, he's, he's not, he's definitely flawed, very, very, very flawed. Mm. Like I'd say, he's definitely an, an antagonist, but he still saw, and he, he sort of says that in the big reveal scene, like he wants her, I don't know exact quotes, but he's still like, he was like, you weren't happy, you know, you were working so much at the hospital, like he wanted her to have a good life. And so he thought putting her in this simulation would mean that they would have like a forced sort of, happy life. Mm. And remember he's compelled by this quasi guru called Chris Pine. Frank. <laughs> Great word. And you know what we see so much is the way that Frank speaks. He speaks in bromide so he's like with his tone monotone he's mm. like I'm not I'm not fret, afraid are you afraid? Like um, we are yeah, moving forward we are going forward. based on Jordan We're Peterson changing the world. Yeah, exactly. And think of all of the cult-like people, Charles Manson, for example, mm. speaks exactly the same and we hear these maxims that he's saying over the radio in the background and then we see it when we go to Jack in the analog world where he's just <laughs> sitting, stare, I don't know where that came from, <laughs> yeah, staring at the screen. And if that's all, if for someone who's disadvantaged, sorry, dis, 
disadvantaged, please. Yeah. Disenfranchised, <laughs> yeah. fringe, mm. lowest, low self-confidence. Meek. Mm. Um, Meek. <laughs> oh, there it is. He does. I loved how when the, like, real – you know, Jack was on screen. Everyone in the cinema laughed. Do you remember that? Yeah, like, no one could I take him seriously. He it's, had, it's entertaining. <laughs> he had that, like, that shitty facial hair and he had, like, the long, like, like maybe, like, ponytail. Acne. Acne. It was pretty fucking ugly. It was. Yeah, he was. Can it's I weird. tell you what I Go. found to be the strength of the, the movie? Go. I loved the friendship between Bunny and Alice's yeah. character. Mm. Um, characters, sorry. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so... Like, obviously, we didn't experience that time, but to me, like, it was super believable. Mm. Like, she was a, Alice is a childless woman, and she obviously had a bond with her kids. And I loved how close they were. And I felt really betrayed for Alice when Bunny didn't believe her. Yeah. When she was opening up to her at that cocktail party. That was tough. And this is like the way Florence Pugh was portraying a woman having like a full, psychotic breakdown it was so awful to see yeah and it was so made me feel uncomfortable it did it made me feel uncomfortable and I was like I just couldn't believe Bunny would betray Alice like that I I just I mean I know like like we later learn um, Bunny's kids died in real life and yes. she's there by choice. Which felt like such a like, throwaway. It, it, did, it did get thrown, I but it does make sense that she, because if if Bunny had then gone, oh, yeah, by the way, it's a simulation. Like she obviously, she wants to be there. She's living in that false reality that she wants to be where her kids are alive. So she didn't want to reveal that. But you know what? I liked Alice. it. I, I actually would disagree. It I does think... make sense that that makes it make sense why she didn't tell. Totally. I think that Bunny... Olivia Wilde absolutely nailed. She's a phenomenal secondary character. She's acted very well. She's great. And I think director the, of the wives, which is what people refer to her as. So director of the wives. Director on and off screen. Like her yeah. character directed the wives on camera. Yeah. And Olivia directed Ooh, everyone off I camera. I like that. Cool. Good take. But she's passionately trying to protect Victory, and we get enough of her character and the depth of it that we sort of empathize with her lunacy. By the end, that story, I thought that storyline was actually interesting and it gave a spectacle to women who choose to be a housewife and even though they're complicit in it, we still, and therefore they're terrible people for being complicit in such a horrible thing. We, I personally empathized. I thought that's really interesting. I agree. That's but really it, sad it, that someone could be so sad and unstable that they'd opt to go into a virtual reality yeah. where they know that everyone around them is there against their will. Yeah, but that's you having like empathy as a human. The movie did nothing to make you feel that way. There was no plot that supported that. We didn't even see a scene of Bunny being a good, particularly good mother yeah. to these children. Or we didn't see children. a scene of her losing her kids or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, like there was... N- like, there, that's we, true. The kids were like a bit of a throwaway. If we had gotten... There was a quote yes, where she was kids. actually sort of criticising them. Well, she was like, yeah. no, Santa Claus is not giving you presents. Yeah, they needed yeah. a little I'm bit more call love. Santa Claus, you can like, yeah, feel yeah. empathy for Bunny, like what you were just saying, Mill, but that is because you're like a lovely person who's able to Very see that in hindsight. <laughs> but Guys, the movie and the plot was just so <laughs> randomly weak. Like the plot was that so is, that is very randomly true. No, weak. yeah. And no, I, think, yeah. I think that like 10 other characters needed a little bit more depth. Like, okay, that character Violet, she Loved was super her. frazzled. I think <laughs> she is a girl who was kidnapped. Yeah, I think she has no idea vibes. who he is. He was also really anxious and I think he 
is yeah. like, oh my god, I can't believe I've gotten away yeah, with this. Mm. She yeah. is wigging it. Mm. She has. She's no like idea. a. She's like a little like a deer in headlights. Yeah, she's fully just been whisked off the street, mm. and like trapped in someone's closet in the yeah. virtual reality. Can we talk about the doctor for a minute as well? Mm-hmm. What about him? I just thought he was a random character. Yeah, he did was... nothing for me. Because it, it, it's 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 supposed to be sort of um, Frank and him are sort of like I mean Frank's the brainchild of it and then he mm. sort of runs it with the doctor but we only saw the doctor once he wasn't very sinister he was just like a here take this ha ha and he has a briefcase but he was he, he, you didn't off. trust him no yeah. you definitely didn't there was trust something him sinister no of course not but, but he was I wasn't ever sort of like oh scared of him but help me understand this because this is yeah. where I couldn't put Go. together the simulation and then what we saw like so what would he be administering medication like would harry styles like sorry would jack be then giving her pills if he experienced that in the simulation like maybe i mean, i suppose it's maybe like the he's the sort of guy in, in charge of making sure that all of the people in the simulation in real life like stay alive like they're given the right fluids and they've they've installed the vr yeah. correctly because what would have been great is like a cutaway let's say the doctor goes yep alice has to have this pill every day mm-hmm. cut to harry styles's analog character <laughs> then every day Trending. spooning medicine into her mouth yeah just so like it matched up because mm. to me it didn't match up mm. Yeah. No, I agree, but I think that that's this is this is a recurring theme that we've already touched on multiple times in this podcast. The fact that they could have gone further, but I I think that it was possibly a deliberate action to not go that far because they want us to be strung along with the whole surprise yeah. of I mean, like willful ignorance it being the from whole. Alice's perspective the whole time. Exactly. Really. So exactly, but that, I mean, it all sort of plays the idea that if this plot, this is my ultimate conclusion with regards to the success of this script if they had waited an extra year i believe it could have been a brilliant film why is that they just didn't develop it far enough they didn't get maybe they filmed it all and they just didn't edit it together nicely but i do think they edited it well but mm. i just think you that thought the pace you, you, you talking about poor pacing was off pacing is, is just not right it didn't give us enough time to earn a lot what happens of what happened at the end i just think that the characters we could have learned more about violet margaret um, some of the guys was one of Margaret the guys especially. a freak was the doctor you know super sinister what was he doing behind the scenes mm. what was Frank like on the outside world we could have seen it we could have had a few more clues as the as the plot went on I just think if they waited and thought about it a bit more they could have developed it further sure. what would you th- say to that yeah yeah I, I'd agree like I said I the film exceeded my expectations in a good way it's definitely not my favorite film of all time, and I'm de- probably not going to go back and see it for a while. But <laughs> upon upon reflection, the definitely the pacing. I didn't feel the only character I felt attached to was Florence. Yeah, mm-hmm. and which I mean, like, sh- sure, she's the main character. That's that's good. But in a lot of f- movies that I like, and a lot of m- f- movies with good character development. You, everyone, you know, sort of gets their own arc, and you sort of feel for for all the characters. But like we were saying, like didn't really care that much about Liv Wild or the other 
like Violet or whatever. I was just like, <laughs> I was like hey, um, I care about you, but not the other character. Um, yeah. I think, so I texted this to my sister okay. and I think it kind of summed up what I felt. I just said, I wished I didn't love it as much as I did. It didn't do everything that Wilde claimed it was going to, but it also seemed quite refreshing. It felt arty and, as Harry Styles said, it kind of did feel like a real movie. Oh, that is – you should send that into – It feels like a movie. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it feels like a movie. I, even though we that kind of just terrible. sat here on the microphones being like, it was not deep enough and it didn't do this and that. Yeah, like, it's still, still a good it. film. I still I did like love it. it. I just wish that from the outset they didn't say it was going to be what it wasn't. That's why I just think if they if they had developed it further, it could have been. I think it has a, so much potential. It just didn't quite go the extra mile for it. And how good were like the costumes, makeup, set? Oh yeah, it's just I mean, brilliant. Yeah, so good. It's yeah. We I mean we already touched on that. Great points. Like we all said, I still did enjoy the movie. There's a lot of things it could have done better. Perhaps maybe. I mean. I mean, did, did Olivia Wilde write the script? No, it no. was written it was by. Mm, it was written by a, a totally different screenwriter, and then she bought the rights, I believe. She, okay, and adapted it probably. Obviously, sure. Um, but you know, maybe who knows if it could have been a different film? How different it would have been if Shia LaBeouf would have been in the lead role? We'll never yeah. know. It I don't think it matters. I honestly think difference. the. The main issues with the movie was the half baked nature of the plot, not yeah, mm-hmm. not Harry's. It's like, definitely Olivia it Wilde. It's it's not. It. I mean, her best film would be Booksmart. She's so, done two. What would you say is the meaning of this film? I was going to ask this before. Yeah. So what what what's your take on it? So, okay, Olivia Wilde says outright that the meaning is that the movie is about bravery. Who is brave enough to step out of what feels comfortable and safe? To me, that is not the meaning yeah, of the I film. I didn't get that. I didn't what? really get for that the, at all. For the men who yeah. decide to pop yeah. into a I, VR sim, you I think better be brave. brave enough to capture she's a woman. She's projecting like, <laughs> oh, you know, Alice's character is like the brave one who's ready to like rebel. But I just don't think it's that at all. I think the movie is about like, being forced into a world that you don't want to be in and like <laughs> realizing in the last five minutes what has happened and then running away. <laughs> I don't think there's a I don't think there's a meaning. I mean I think I think it's definitely like got something to do with men's control over women and their sort of pining for a forgotten time. Yeah. You know, the fifties where it was accepted for like like for, for women to be very subservient and like I think there's a lot of sort of, sort of saying there's people who want to go back to that but you know, totally. times have changed and it's not going to go back, i.e. Florence is going to kill you with a rock. <laughs> mm, that's a good point <laughs> actually. Like, yeah. Wow. No, I, I, I would actually agree. That that was my take. I think it's a, it's a, it discusses how disaffected men like to blame Incels. their ills in yeah. this world on the advancement of women um, but also how potentially those glass ceilings that we think are in society, they don't exist. You can fracture them. They're fragile. Mm. Um, and the greater system that sustains those gender roles is not cement. So people who are very stereotypical need to know that. <laughs> I was going to say. It ain't cement. And it's also, you know, those 
I, as we you touched on, she talks about Jordan Peters Jordan Peterson uh, in one of her interviews, yes. Olivia Wilde, yes. and how it's sort of about him and the incel community, which is the yeah. group of people in society who are involuntarily celibate. Um, so those who don't know Jordan Peterson, he's made a career of making inflammatory statements about yeah. things. But I was going to say maybe the takeaway for me was actually like the perfect world doesn't exist. And if yeah. it could, it would, but that's why it doesn't today. It mm. can't. It's impossible for you. Actual yeah. Utopia. Yeah. I like happen. that. I like yeah, that. It's good. also, it begs the question of what's ahead of us with meta, with the metaverse. Oh that's true. Like, because it's tangible. could genuinely like a lot of this VR stuff as well, and like you know the headsets and the metaverse is like honestly absolutely fucking terrifying to me. And who knows in fifty years' time if that could be a possibility? Yeah, but it's like not like VR the movie delve that. into that. No, absolutely <laughs> no. not. But there's still that point of you kind of watch it. Like if that movie came out. Maybe a few years ago, before all this metaverse stuff, maybe you'd be like, "Oh yeah, like what a great sci-fi film." But I sort of feel like that has come out in 2022. You can go, I can sort of see that happening in the near future. Yeah, which I, is which is a scary point. But they didn't really hone into that as much as they could have. Yeah, I would agree. I do think Olivia Wilde has that amazing, beautiful eye for like making everything look visually incredible the whole movie was incredible Mm -hmm. the motif of the spiral and the circle like whether that this is what I was putting together everything is circular like they live in like that cul-de-sac that's all round Mm -hmm. um there's just like so many round motifs like the eye when the girls are all dancing in the ballet circle even the um headquarters thing the headquarters and then this was the one I was proud of myself for noticing. Go. The fact that when she's learning to drive, they're always doing burnouts. Like, mm. is burnout so wow. Like, mm. they're right. always going around in circles. Like, there's no right. – everything is just, like, a big – no escape. It's yeah. always just going the, – Really cool The carousel analysis, never stops I turning. I like that. That's good. Good from you. I, Thanks, that is guys. Yeah, I totally didn't even – clock that but that yeah and to that point there's so many really beautiful stylistic things that you don't even notice it's a subtlety it's you know some of the shots indoors there's beautiful food on the table and you oh, have the pink gra- pink no like a green wallpaper in the background the but then because so of the nice. lighting yeah. the wall directly next to it is a is pink mm. and you wouldn't even notice that really but when you do the like, bathtub to scene with all of the mirrors yeah mm. behind her and did, the glitch did you know yeah, yeah, the did, yeah did you yeah. notice like she was like kept She's on looking, looking at or something herself. yeah see that's another that was weird. i thought it was cool but that's another classic trope of a oh, yeah, thriller classic. horror oh the mirrors person's doing something different which yeah, yeah, again yeah, yeah. for me didn't quite look but it was very it was subtle cool. it was very subtle it was very subtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to be fair when i saw it i was like i am so amazing noticing <laughs> this <laughs> hey, the way they did. Hey. i bring this up in the podcast they're gonna be stunned so do you reckon there'll be a number two no 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 not, not after everything that's happened and also that's <laughs> yeah it's just a good that's just like, like a wrap-up. You could say that's a wrap-up. If Olivia Wilde ever makes another film, she, she deserves a medal because after what she has been through with mm. this film, she has every right to have trauma. Okay. I think <laughs> I think we should wrap it up there uh, unless you guys have any more final takes. I'm still impressed with that circular <laughs> thing. That was, yeah, that was great. Kind of mind, I think I want to change my word from glossy. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> the violet. To make <laughs> to <laughs> incels like fractured perfection. 
That's two words. That's, yeah, that's, true. You can't keep breaking the rules on this one. Michael's going to be very upset. <laughs> no, Mike's not going to let this <laughs> He's going to call me after this comes out. Like, Nick, you're fired. His mum ain't giving back that key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Party at Michael's, baby. Party at Michael's, guys. It's Third, happening. 3rd of December. all right let's wrap it up there thank you so much for listening to this episode of cinemates a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks huge thank you to millie and violet for coming on the podcast it's been great chatting with you guys as always please let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes you can send us a dm on instagram or tiktok at cinemates otherwise we'll catch you in the next episode Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also, check out our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time and chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.